thank you for giving me the opportunity to come and speak to you today. Um, it's really nice timing. Uh, across the city over the course of the last few weeks have been um, uh, amazing people speaking about Kids Club. It's Kids Club's 15th birthday this month. In fact, last Saturday was Kids Club's 15th birthday, which um, I'll go into a little bit more detail. Um, that is my disclaimer. There will be some talk about Kids Club today. Um, I am a little bit biased, uh, I must admit, but, uh, and I do think you should all come and join in and you should all do loads of stuff with Kids Club, but um, do expect that, but I'm going to use that more as the example um, today, and, uh, but not as the sole uh, amount, of the, amount of the content today. So I've called today Transformation by Inspiration because I firmly believe that's what everybody here is fantastic at. Um, you may not realize it, but what we're doing at the moment in moving to East End Park is causing a bit of a stir across the Christian community in, in Leeds. Um, we're booking the trend. A lot of churches are coming this way. They're coming over to Headingley, they're coming over to Kirkstall, where everybody is a lot more affluent and often more approachable. We're going the other way to where we're needed. Um, this is challenging to an awful lot of people, both here and outside, um, and it's inspiring. I've had people from other church groups come up to me when they've heard that we're going over to East End Park and going, that is incredible. I, I wish that we were doing that. I wish that we could come and be so bold to go and do something like that. Um, I wish that we could have the potential influence over an area that we've got over the course of the next few months and years in particular. So, some biblical grounding for you here. Romans 10, verse 14 to 17. I don't know whether you can read that, but I'll read it anyway. This is from the message. But how can people call for help if they don't know who to trust? And how can they know who to trust if they haven't heard of the one who can be trusted? And how can they hear if nobody tells them? And how is anybody going to tell them unless somebody is sent to do it? which I think is perfect for us at the moment, absolutely perfect. We are in a position to inspire an area and inspire a whole culture change in East End Park and Richmond Hill and the area as a whole. And I don't think we need to do a massive amount to do that, you know. We are inspirational people. Everybody in this room has been equipped by God to do inspirational things in this area. Um, and you go with the confidence that everybody here is behind you and that you have an awesome, amazing God who is with you, giving you that little bit of a extra support. Should I go and talk to that person? I don't know who that is. I don't know their background. God is with you, and we're all behind you as well. You guys have got some incredible talents, and God has an amazing way of putting you in a place to use your talents before you even realize it. This is definitely the point to reiterate that it's Mothering Sunday today, and mums, you are the most inspirational people just by being you. Um, superhuman at times. Limitless pain, patience, boundless love and care for your children, and often so many more around you. I'm very lucky still to have not only a mum, but also a mum-in-law who, who are amazing and fantastic. But I've also got two grandmothers who have shown my brother and I the most incredible and faltering love over our lives. Whether they lived near or far to us, they've always been there for us. And working with Kids Club over the last decade has shown me that this is not always the case. And having a strong family unit is something that I, pride, I, I thank God for every, every day. So 
here's some context for you. I grew up in a loving family with a loving extended church family out in the countryside somewhere in Warwickshire. I go to a youth group on a Sunday night and I go to the Speedway on a Thursday night across town. Um, But that was about it for most of my teenage years, really. It wasn't, you know, outwardly not particularly interesting. I wasn't, I didn't think I had any particular skills. I didn't think I had, um, uh, I didn't think I was particularly good at anything. I had to work really hard at school to get B's and C's. Never received an A at GCSE or A level. Not that I'm bitter about that or anything. Um... And really, there wasn't anything inspirational about me that I could see from where I was sat. But somewhere, out of nowhere, when I was 17, I decided I wanted to go on mission to Uganda. I've got some photos up. Photos up. That's me as an 18-year-old in Uganda. Um, and why on earth would I do something like that? Um, I suppose my rationale was, well, if I'm going to live far away in uh, somewhere, live away from home for four years, I might as well get used to it by, by living in a third world country for a month. Um, it turns out that that trip started a theme of reaching out to people who needed to know that they were loved, and they are still loved. When I was younger, I never really understood mission that's not to go and do something practical, to go and rebuild an orphanage or to go and work in a hospital. Um, but actually, it turned out for me that the biggest impact that I could possibly have was traveling 3,000 miles to go and tell some children that God loves them and that they are amazing. And you explain that to somebody and they just kind of go, you are me. Why did you come to talk to me? Why have you come from somewhere far away? I've never seen a white person before in some cases. Why have you come all this way to tell me that I'm loved? Because I was told to, basically. Um, And then you sit back and you think about it, and you think, God sent me 3,000 miles away to go and play with some kids in a beautiful, gorgeous country, and you just think, nice. That's all right, isn't it? I could get used to that. So fast forward eight or nine months, and I'm living in Leeds, and I'm going to a church not too far away. But I'm wondering what's missing from my life. I'm getting used to the student life, getting used to not being around at home, not having that normal bubble around me. So a chap gets up at church and tells me about a charity, and I couldn't really comprehend what he was talking about, and it all sounded a bit scary, really. Um, it turns out that was just over ten years ago. And the charity was Kids Club, so I've got a little video to show you. Every week we split Kids Club into three sections. We have 20 minutes, a very, very loud, very fast-paced praise and worship. And we let the kids get as wild as they want. And it's really about teaching them that you can be completely free in God's presence and that actually this is a safe place where no one's going to judge you for singing, for shouting, for dancing. You can just be free because we love you and God loves you just how you are. Um, And then we have games that every kid loves. Um, And again, it's just a safe place for them to experience competition, but also just have fun. But then it's straight into 20 minutes of silence where the kids listen and they... Uh, get to know something more about God, something more about what God can do in their life. Uh, They hear a story from the Bible, they hear life stories as well and object lessons about how to apply that to their own lives. It's fun coming to kids club and doing stuff that I've never done before. We learn how to play games with each other. 
own and uh, like the games that we played today. The best day ever. get to spend loads of time with actually really really interesting children and really interesting families and you know that actually you're being a very significant part in their lives. Kids are just great fun and they say really funny things but it's also it's just really wonderful to be part of their lives and to see them in their journey with God and just in their journey through life in general is just really fun to be a part of that. I've seen children that have um, struggled with immense problems at school and they've come into, into Kids Club the change in their lives, it's just been completely amazing. I used to come as a child when I was six and I enjoyed it so much from that beginning. And when I reached a certain age of 11, we couldn't come no more. Because I was so connected with it and I loved it so much, I asked to be a helper. So I started helping out and I've been helping out for four years now. I enjoy seeing the differences it makes to kids' lives, like seeing the changes through the years that they come. A really important part of Kids Club for me is the visiting rounds. So I love just getting to know the kids, um, talking to them about school, meeting the parents, meeting the families and the friends, and just being part of the life of the community in the area. that when we're going out and visiting we're often supporting the parents as much as we are the children um, and sometimes they open up to us about difficulties that they have in their life and we can offer to pay for them and uh, we're there every week for them to sort of talk to us if they like to so I think that's good. I think it's the perspective that Kids Club Assemblies give to the children. Um, I think the Assemblies definitely challenge that perception of church as being old-fashioned and boring because you have these people that are full of energy come in and they present God's Word in a, in a way that is really accessible. So we get about 30 kids coming to choir each week and we sing songs and play games and it's just a really good time to build relationships with the children who um, are part of the LS11 Kids Club. And we host these things called Happy Teas which are where the kids uh, get to invite people from the community to come and see them perform. Yeah, it's just a really uh, good intergenerational event. That relationship that the children get with, with the leaders and that the families develop with the leaders is really special and I think has a huge impact. And the families feel confident about the children attending um, and the relationships go on for years long after they've left school and long, long after they've left the kids club age group. Um, so I think they do really underpin what kids club is about. We've seen so many kids transform, so many lives changed by coming here. Uh, we've got kids who we were told by their teachers um, that the school had pretty much written them off. There is nowhere for him to go, this is it, this is the end of the road, there's nothing for him. And we've seen that young boy back in school, um, he's in high school, he's doing really well, he's here most weeks to, to help, to volunteer, um, and his life has just been completely transformed.
So, Kids Club celebrates 15 years this month. Um, last Saturday, in fact, and some of the numbers are just incredible. Um, 1,300 children visited a week. 34 schools visited a term. 450 children coming to clubs a week. Um, I've been involved with Kids Club for a decade now. That's why I proudly wear this little badge. We get a little, um, almost a little medal when we've uh, attended after a certain certain time. Um, And over that time, I've seen thousands and thousands of children. A bit of math suggests that over the 15 years, over half a million home visits have been have taken place. Uh, and if you counted up all the attendances of Kids Club over a year, you'd fill centre court at Wimbledon. Incredible, incredible numbers. Um, and this year is not only a landmark for, um, uh, for me and for Kids Club, um, uh, but personally, uh, it's the end of a, a big um, section of my child, of the life of my children. I actually lose the last family that I ever, I first visited this year, which means that I've been part of two families for 10 years. That's, that's incredible, isn't it? It's such a wonderful privilege to have been part of the same family through six children in one case, with three children in another case, and the eldest ones are at high school, they've gone off, they've gotten married, and all sorts of things, and I'm still visiting them every week, and it's amazing to think that I've been put in that sort of privileged position for 10 years. Um, There became a moment, probably about six years ago, that I realized that for some of these families, I was now a father figure. Some families have not had a dad in their lives for a number of years and after you've been around for three or four years you've been around longer than the dad was um, I realized I was the only consistent male influence in some families and the kids responded incredibly well to me um, and the mothers also rely on you as well uh, and that was really scary when I first realized that uh, I was 22 23 and I've been around those families for longer than than the natural fathers have been um and it took a while to get over that i must admit um but then you realize that that's a really good thing and that puts you in a place to really be godlike in 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 the families um and you can be that positive strong stable influence so it turns out my mum and dad did pretty well calling me peter out of that one didn't they um so why is it so important that I'm telling these, these, you these things and showing you this video? Because you need to know that something like this works in this city. Um, Kids Club is non-denomination specific. There are volunteers from 40 different churches across this city, me being one of them, uh, and this church being one of them. Um, Kids Club operates in areas that the council and the police are chased out of town most famous statement that's ever come about Kids Club and about the impact that they have on an area was from Halton Moor and a group of teenagers chased out some police workers who were there and said you're not welcome here, the only people who are welcome here are Kids Club what kind of access is that we have access to places that nowhere else can get to and the council and the police would love to have the sort of relationship that we have with the families in some of the most deprived areas of this city um I'm privileged to go into an area like Little London every week, just down the road from here, which I was told and I was warned beforehand, if you go in there, you are guaranteed to get shot. 
That was actually what I was told. You will get shot if you go into Little London. What I found were the most wonderful, warm, caring, brilliant people, and they've transformed my way that I look at a lot of what Kids Club does. I started that visiting round out seven years ago when I had four children turn up at the bus stop. A few weeks ago I had 45 turn up to the bus stop. It's incredible. Now, don't get me wrong, it's not easy. Yesterday was a long day. Um, and some of the things that you see are heartbreaking. I've um, filled in a few more child protection forms that I'd like to recall to you. And uh, um, there's also a massive personal sacrifice, really. I get up early every Sunday morning. I sacrifice a lion and a nice breakfast with my wife. Uh, and I go out every Wednesday or Thursday night to go and visit 50 children and families, come rain, come snow, come rugby traffic that we had the other week as well. However, a little girl got on my bus last week and brought a, uh, brought a birthday car for Kids Club. And this is what it said inside. To Kids Club, despite getting up on Saturday morning, it's worth every moan, groan and whine. Happy 15th birthday. Now, she thought that was about her getting up at 10 to 10 to get to the bus stop. Turns out it was about every single volunteer who gets up at the crack of dawn to get down to Bridge Street for 8.30 on a Saturday morning and give blood, sweat and tears. Uh, and that really sort of made everybody smile and cry a little bit inside did that one. Um, and the same goes for anybody else who's in this room who volunteers for other, com for other charities, who gets up early, stays up late, goes and works with people that they don't get paid for. Even, you know, you, don't, you won't get paid for it. You give up your free time, you sacrifice things to go and do it. God loves that you do that so much. And it's worth it. It really is worth it. It is incredible. Why do I do it? One day, sometime in the future, something that I've said, sometime over the last 10 years, will mean so much to a child or to a family that it will change their lives forever. That's the reason why I do it. I might not know. It might be years in the future. It might be somebody that I spoke to 10 years ago that I've not seen in that time. I might not see for another 18 years, but they see me walking down a street and go, you know that you told me that God loved me that one day, years and years and years ago. That changed my life. I didn't know it at the time, but I knew that somebody else cared for me. Somebody bigger than I did cared for me. Now, Kids Club's desperately short on volunteers, and it has been for a number of years now. Um, the impact that Kids Club has is directly related to the people who come and volunteer and pray for us and support us. If people don't volunteer, then we don't go visiting. We don't build up the relationships with the kids. Kids don't come to kids' club. Kids then don't go on to space and the wider variety of older youth groups that come on there. If kids don't come to kids' club, there is no kids' club. It's simple as that. So, next slide, please. Matthew 9:35 to 38. Then Jesus made a circuit of all the towns and villages and he taught in their meeting places, reported kingdom news and healed their diseased bodies, healed their bruised and hurt lives. When he looked out over the crowds, his heart broke. 
So confused and nameless, they were like sheep with no shepherd. What a huge harvest, he said to his disciples. How few workers get on your knees and pray for harvest hands. So why am I telling you all of these? I don't want your praise. I'm not saying this to boast or make you feel inadequate. I want you to know that God can take me, what was a boring, uninspiring teenager, who fitted very much into the average category, and he put me in a position where he can impact the lives of 250 children every week, 50 families every week. If he can do that with me, then he can do incredible things with you. So bringing this all back round to East End Park, we're in a position to effect an inspirational change on East End Park, and everybody here has at least one part to play. You guys are all inspirational in one way or another. Whether you get up early every Sunday morning to clear the rubble off the stairs, make sure that it's degritted, make sure the heating's working. Whether you contribute a word of wisdom, whether you play music, whether you sing loudly, whether you dance or whether you just sit quietly and pray for everybody who's here. Or even if you just turn up and you are that person who is approachable to somebody who comes in the door. The best way that we can impact East End Park is by being us, being genuine and being sincere. And through God, we can be a foundation for the people in East Leeds to discover and build their faith upon. We're naturally a family that gets involved. We've got a number of people involved in a vast array of work. Kids Club is just one of a number of organisations that are highly active in East End Park and Richmond Hill. And we can really influence and support all the work that is going on in that area as a group. We've got an opportunity to sow into, pray and stimulate and complement what is already happening and complete the cycle of what's going on and reaching out to the area. Um, We can offer a place that people can come into that is in tune with its surroundings and share God's love with those who may have never had a personal relationship with him. After all, if we don't go and talk to these people, how will they ever know that God loves them? We often like to refer to the parable of the lost sheep at Kiss Club, and this is very true about what we're doing now. So it's Luke 15, verses 4 to 7. Suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and lost one. Wouldn't you leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the lost one until you found it? When, you, when found, you can be sure you will put it across your shoulders, rejoicing when you come home. Call in your friends and neighbours and say, celebrate with me, I found my lost sheep. Count on it. There's more joy in heaven over one sinner's rescued life than over 99 good people in no need of rescue. So on that note, I've got an invitation for you. Come to Kids Club this Saturday, next Saturday. We've got the bishop coming next Saturday, apparently. That's a good way to go and meet the bishop, isn't it? Come and see what God's doing in this city. There will be no pressure for you to come and volunteer, although I would love you to do so. Come and see what's achievable with cross-church teamwork, prayer, and an awful lot of favour. Come to Kids Club one Saturday, and it will change the way that you look at mission in this city. Because that's essentially what Kids Club is. It's the largest, out, largest mission outreach that's going weekly with direct access to 1,300 homes a week. I don't know of any other mission that can claim even remotely close to that. 
We work with the disadvantaged, the troublesome, and the unchurched. We've seen children grow into young people, return to kids' club as young leaders, and see them turn into responsible young adults, unashamed to praise God openly. That is amazing. I've got Tamara here with me today, who um, uh, I, we found... How long ago? Eight years ago, we came and visited you for the first time. And Tamara is an amazing part of the team that I work with on Bus4. And, um, yeah, I'm incredibly, incredibly proud of her. So, it's also a wonderful way to come and see East End Park and meet some of the wonderful people that we're going to see on a weekly basis. We can arrange it that you can go out on the buses that go out into there and come and see the children for yourselves and come and talk and meet to them. Or, if you fancy a slightly less loud way of knowing what's going on, we can put you in touch with the visitors. You saw Annie, who visits in East End Park and the area around there, and she has done for 15 years. She knows that area far better than any of us do. You can go along with her and you can go and meet some of the families and be a direct invitation for people to come to church. And that is an incredible way to support us at Kids Club. But also, please use it as an opportunity to pray into the area before we move in. Like I said, I'm not going to put any pressure on you to become a Kids Club volunteer. However, I, believe, I do believe that Kids Club does the talking for me when it comes to that and when you come it will be a very easy decision for you to make. So finally, it's, it is my desire and it is my prayer to see us complete this circle of support and reaching out to an entire community in East End Park, from children to teenagers, to young families through little readers, through older families, to the strange man who lives around the corner, to the drug addict on the street around there to the lady who's been abandoned by her family further down the street. This is achievable. We've got the resources. We have the resources. You lot and him upstairs. You've just got to let him take you there. He's got the power to transform lives and he's given that to you by being amazing, by being inspirational and being transformational. In this house, we are real. But we also make mistakes. And when we do, we make sure we say sorry. We give second chances to anyone. And we also have lots of fun. In this house, we definitely forgive. We also do loud. We give the best hugs. We are family. And in this house, that means we, we love. love.